I really, really do believe in investing in yourself. And I think, you know, just sometimes our priorities, this is my opinion at least, aren't exactly um, straight. Like, why is it so easy to go out to eat all of the time, but nothing is wrong with that? And, you know, buy really nice clothing and maybe invest in a designer bag and, you know, do all of these things. But when it comes to like investing in traveling or investing in a coach or investing in, I don't know, even a book, why is it so much harder to do that in our society? I, I don't understand it. I think. You know, the moment I invested in you, Chelsea, and the moment I invested in the certification program to become a certified coach, that is when I skyrocketed. Your dreams can be your reality. You all, time isn't real. Okay, that is fucking crazy. Spirituality, manifestation, travel, money, entrepreneurship, Welcome to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Wright. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. We are what? Seven days out from 2021? Maybe a little bit more than that. Sorry, my math is horrible. Um, Also, wait, 2022. Wow. As you can see, I can't do math and my brain is absolutely fried. I feel like that's the vibe right now. Everybody's stacking meetings right before they go on holidays and trying to wrap up last minute Christmas shopping and getting everything done. And I feel like everybody is just burnt to a crisp. At least the people I've been talking to and my family were ready to just check out. So I am wrapping everything up this week. I'm going on vacation next week. I'm actually going to Munich and Paris, which sounds amazing and it is, but I want to remind you all they are mostly in lockdowns or partial lockdowns. So everything's going to be closed, I feel like, and or or just be really restricted. So if you have any recommendations, though, and you're like, I've been there during Christmas, you have to see this restaurant or do this thing, please let me know because I've been planning and I've done a good job with Munich, I feel like, because we're only going to be there a few days. But Paris, I went when I studied abroad like 10 years ago, and I don't even know what to do with my family when I feel like everything's locked down or closed. And by the way, just a hot tip for anybody thinking of traveling to Europe during Christmas time, a lot of things shut down for like five days. So a lot of restaurants aren't open. The experiences we want to do are closed or coronavirus has shut them down. But in general, people actually do take the holidays off. Unlike America, where we just plow through and work 24-7, Europe really shuts down. I actually think there's not even going to be like restaurants open um, around us on Christmas. Maybe like one or two, but it's, again, not like America where partial holiday hours are happening or they're just closed for one day. So it's going to be really interesting to go on this trip. I will obviously be posting about it and I'll probably do a recap after, but I really am interested to know if you've done anything in Munich or Paris that you feel like is worth seeing because I need recommendations. Also, I'm so ready for this holiday because I feel like I'm in this rebuild kind of mode right now, like burn everything down and rebuild it (laughs) because I don't know about you all, but 2021 was like a very weird year. You know, it's it's not just coronavirus. It's like the virus was happening, kept happening, kept happening. Then things would open, then shut down. I feel like a lot of relationships were tested. A lot of people's jobs were tested, whether that was entrepreneurs shifting gears or people leaving jobs or getting let go and having to find new ones. I still feel like it's a recalibration year. I think we all thought 2020 was like, oh, that's the year we're going to have to adjust and then everything will be back to normal. But I feel like 2021 was 
even tougher test. So I don't know if that's just me, but that's how I felt this year. I feel like it's been really hard, but I'm going to do a year in review recap. So stay tuned for that. That is going to be an episode where I add a lot of transparency and a lot of context into what I've learned this year and what's gone well and what hasn't. This isn't going to be like a light and fluffy episode. It's going to end up being like I said, pretty open. So if there's anything you want to know about my year, whether that's uh, personal relationships or money or dating or business or anything, I really want to get into it in that year in review episode, which will likely come out next week. But today's episode is super exciting because it's about the power of investing in yourself. And some investments have paid off exponentially, some haven't. And some investments I've made and been like, what the hell are you doing? Like, who are you to be making that type of investment? Or do you really think you can afford that? Or is this really what you need to be focusing on right now? And I know it can be hard to identify what to invest in. So before we get into today's episode, I want to just give you a quick tip. Try to do inventory of your life and see what's something that you're really, really struggling with that you're like, this feels like a missing piece that if I could just get this thing in place, I could move forward because that's not everything, right? I want to invest in astrology readings and human design courses and become a reader in whatever other system and modality. And I want to invest in a business coach and I want to invest in a dating coach and a therapist. And it's like, okay, all those things right now, I don't need to be doing all those things to move forward in my life. So for example, last year, 2021, I knew I needed a business coach because the first four or five months of my business, I was just like trying things out, Googling, YouTubing, trying to figure out what the hell to do. And I was like, I really need a mentor or coach to guide me. So that became a top priority where I put my money in 2021. I also invested in other coaches that were talking about sales or marketing or content or whatever the case is. And that's something that was a very high priority for me because it also affected my livelihood. You know what I mean? Like I kind of needed to figure out my business so that I could actually support myself and support my clients. So that's where I put my money in 2021. Now that I feel like I'm starting to really get my footing and I can do more self-reflection and I'm more self-aware of how business works, I still will probably invest in business coaching here and there. But for me, something that's really coming up right now is dating. I feel like there's a lot of wounds I have around dating. I have a lot of like I don't know, limiting beliefs around it. And I talked about this last week, but I definitely have an anxious attachment style when it comes to dating. So this is something that I will probably prioritize in 2022. Maybe I don't need a full-on one-on-one coach, but it could be something where I invest in books or a course or a, a membership or something that will help me understand this part of myself and move forward. So that's why I want to tell you to do inventory of your life and see what do you feel like is kind of holding you back that if you could solve it, it would help you move forward. And I feel like that's how you can figure out where to invest your money. So today's episode, I talk all about that with one of my former and beautiful clients, Kay Sky Donner. She is a wellness and life coach, and she is such an incredible human being. I knew from the moment she messaged me, we were going to hit it off. She messaged me on Instagram to work together. We started chit-chatting. I started stalking her and I was like, oh my God, this girl is not only so cool, she's done so much with her life. She's accomplished so much. And adding all to that, she is gorgeous. She's down to earth. She's really, really humble. And that's what I love about her. She's so grounded in what she does and really understands people which is why coaching made perfect sense for her. 
So we talk about that in this episode. We talk about how she actually started her journey with entrepreneurship, which was actually with travel, which you know I'm obsessed with. So stay tuned for how she got into that whole business, how she managed and ran and owned a restaurant. She also developed a clothing label with her brother. Yeah, she's done a lot. So that's why I wanted to have her on too. I'm like, how did you do all this in your 20s? Like I could barely figure out how to pay rent and have money left over to go out. And here she is running businesses left and right. (laughs) So we talk about all that. We talk about childhood and how that affects your beliefs, prioritizing breaks, strategy and structure in business, obviously investing yourself, hitting rock bottom, using intuition to find out how you work best and manifestation and how you can use that to really literally walk into your future self. So we cover a lot of ground in this episode. I know you're really going to enjoy it. And if there's anything that you could take away from this episode, it's that you are worth investing in. And I don't just mean monetarily. I mean, you can invest with time or energy, right? Like it doesn't always have to be a three, four, five figure, whatever investment, you can invest in yourself by being like, I'm going to take an hour each morning to sit with my thoughts and meditate and journal. Or you know what? I am going to set aside X amount of dollars a week so I can go to therapy and have a professional help me. Or I am going to take the weekend off instead of working at my computer because I deserve that downtime. So again, investing in yourself can be done in so many different ways, and it really does produce incredible results. And I'm so excited for you to hear all about it with K-Sky. Before we jump in, I do have an announcement. I have three one-on-one spots open for podcast coaching to start in January. So if you've been wanting to start a podcast, you know you want to start one, and you just don't know how to actually get it done, or the logistics, or the tech, or you're blocking yourself with some of your thoughts, and you're like, I don't know who's going to listen to this. I don't want to sound like I'm copying someone. I don't want to get canceled. I hear these things all the time. That's why I call myself a mindset and podcast coach now. I know there's a big mindset piece involved with podcasting, so that's part of my coaching package. We will actually work on not only the podcast, but your mindset to make sure you feel confident when you launch it. So if this sounds like what you've been looking for, you can head to my show notes and you can fill out the application or shoot me a message on Instagram at Chelsea Rife and I can send you the application there or we can chat. But as soon as you fill out the application, I'll take a look at it. We'll get on a vibe check call, see if it's a good fit, and then we'll get started. So the goal is to have a launch podcast by the end of our time together, which is so much fun. I mean, we have a lot of fun, me and my clients, when we're doing these podcast coaching sessions. But more importantly, I feel like you develop a lot of confidence when you launch a podcast. You're speaking, you're the producer, you're really starting to say what you want to say. You're not filtering yourself. You're really taking a stance on things. You're entertaining or educating or inspiring. There are so many different ways and reasons to start a podcast, and it's literally my favorite thing to do. I want to help at least 50 people launch a podcast next year. So if you feel like that's you and you want to work with me one-on-one, definitely take advantage of my one-on-one spots while they're open because I'm not going to enroll again until late March. So again, head to the link in my show notes or DM me at Chelsea Rife and we'll chat about it. All right, without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode with K-Sky Donner. Okay, everyone, I am joined by K Sky Donner, who is a life mindset and certified wellness coach. And I am so excited to have her. She's a client turned friend. Welcome to the show, K Sky. Hi, Chelsea. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited to come on your show. You know, I am obsessed with your podcast. 
Oh my God, this is going to be so much fun. I mean, you have so much knowledge, so many different hats that you wear and have worn in the past, and you're crushing it right now. You have private clients, you have a course, you have a podcast. So before we get into all that, can you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now? Sure. Um, Okay. So right now I am currently in week four of a five-week course called Finding Your Power. And I am leading this five-week course with a group of women who are just ready to up-level their lives in every way possible. We work on dropping limiting beliefs, stepping into who you want to be right now, creating the habits and routines that really get you there. And then I also am just wrapping up with some of my private one-on-one clients that I've had for either three to six months. And I'm just really excited for the holiday season. And then in January, I'm going to be kicking back up with my private one-on-one coaching. Oh my gosh. This is so incredible to hear. For context, everybody, K-Sky and I worked together before in probably what, March or April? And I remember us talking about all these ideas and to see you spearheading them, completely taking the reins and making it happen is like a virtual smile ear to ear right now. We can't see each other. (laughs) But if you can see me, I'm just like smiling. And I know you have a really, really diverse background. You've done clothing, you've done retreats, you've worked in restaurants. So can you take us back to before you were coaching? Like, what was your very first endeavor into entrepreneurship? Thank you so much for all of that. And I just feel so lucky that I found you and I stumbled upon your podcast, which is how I found you and decided to start working with you. And it was, yeah, it's it was about maybe six months ago now, which is so crazy. But I think the first like taste of entrepreneurship really was when I was about 21 years old. I was traveling the world, about to graduate, and there was just like this influx of people who were like, how are you doing this? How are you traveling to all of these places? I want to do this, but I don't necessarily feel safe enough to travel on my own because I'm a young woman. And at the time I was running out of money. And so I talked to my cousin who was a few years older than me and we decided to start a travel company called Soul Vibrations. So that was like my first taste and like step into true entrepreneurship. We started running these two-week trips to Bali and Thailand and we would fly these beautiful girls out who had this like I guess desire to travel but just didn't really know where to start and we would plan this whole two-week trip and just lead them on these trips for two weeks. They didn't have to worry about anything and they were very adventurous, but also really wellness-based. So that's kind of where I got started. And then I stumbled into managing slash running slash part owning a restaurant in Austin, Texas, which was like a wild ride. (laughs) And I quickly realized that was not for me. And then after that, I started working with my younger brother and we developed a clothing label together. And through that, it's kind of weird, but we started a small course just to kind of give back to the community of people who were purchasing our clothes, a lot of these women who are purchasing the clothes, I noticed they maybe lacked a little bit of self-confidence and love. And so we put together this two-week, $27 course all about really finding your power, which is a full circle moment to the course I'm doing now. But 
about 150 to 200 girls signed up. And that's when I knew I was like, I, I need to be coaching. Wow. I mean, those are all wildly different backgrounds from retreats to clothing to coaching. I mean, my question is like, where did you even get the business sense? Like, you know, I hear retreats and I'm like, oh, okay. So you Google how to run a retreat and then you try and figure it out. Like who did you have a mentor? Were you just YouTubing things? Did you just have good instincts? Like walk us through how you figured this stuff out. So with the travel company, it really just started that I I needed money and I wanted to continue traveling. So there was a big need and push for me. And then also like around me, there were all of these girls who were reaching out wanting to do the same thing. And so it really truly started with like, I didn't just randomly create something, if that makes sense. I actually like saw a need in both my life and other people's lives. And that's where that kind of sprouted from. But to really answer your question, I think both of my parents are entrepreneurs. My mom is a real estate agent and my dad is an attorney. So I think they've just always kind of enforced in me like to just go for things and just to try things and to be unafraid to pivot, which is like something I I really try and live off of is like, don't be afraid to pivot. But, you know, with the travel company, it was a lot of Googling. I had my older cousin who was my business partner. She was kind of doing like the finance part of things and really like getting our LLC together with the help of my dad, who's an attorney. And then I was doing more of like booking the trips, planning the itinerary, sort of I guess the creative vision, the marketing, and then like enrolling the clients, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. That's incredible that you had that partnership too. And you have the support of your parents who sounds like they really back you up with whatever you're going after. Yeah. I think I really lucked out because, you know, when you think about your childhood and all of the beliefs that you, you know, believe over your whole entire life, a lot of them do come from or stem from your childhood and things that have been told to you over and over again. And luckily, I think one of the huge reasons that I am able to just kind of go for it is because I do have a belief in myself that I can be, do, have anything that I desire. And I believe anyone can be, do, and have anything they desire. What did you learn about yourself launching that first company with your cousin? I learned how to sell and This trip was not inexpensive. It was an investment. It was about $3,000, not including airfare. That was the first time I had ever sold anything in my life, really. And so I really learned how to sell. And it was also, you know, trying to balance my energy because when you're thrown into a situation where now you're carrying, for all of these people on your trip. And essentially you are working 24 hours, seven days a week because you're leading these people. You're in charge of like them having a good time. You're also in charge of their safety. That was a lot of pressure. So I think, you know, quickly I needed to learn how to really prioritize taking breaks and switching off with my business partner. And, you know, when you're young and you're 21, you feel like you have all the energy in the world. Like I still do, but I think if I hadn't realized quickly that I needed breaks, I would have gotten burnt out so quickly. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about it's not just getting them over there. Like you said, it's the entertainment. It's the safety. It's making sure everyone's having a good time. That's a whole other ballgame. It's not just the sale. 
So that seems like a really um, so big self-discovery journey in and of itself. And I'm curious too, like you said, it was not low ticket. It was a high ticket offer. I'm sure there are people listening to this podcast right now that want to charge for something high ticket, whether that's a retreat or coaching or a program. What would you say to them? Like, what advice would you give to someone that is trying to sell higher price items? I think the first step, at least for me, I mean, this is just my opinion, is you have to believe in what you're selling, right? So for me, whether I'm selling like this wellness travel adventurous trip, or I'm selling like my coaching packages now, I really have to get behind the number. And I think that just all stems from you know, what you're offering first and foremost, but also your belief in yourself. Like, do you believe you are worthy of what your prices are? With the Bali and Thailand travel trips, it was easy to justify the price because it was very black and white. So I knew exactly how much the food was going to cost, each trip was going to cost, each I guess, you know, accommodation, all of the things, it was just very mapped out black and white. This is how much it's going to cost. And the first few trips, we didn't even pay ourselves at all. We just paid for our trips, if that makes sense. So like in the price, we would calculate, we were charging enough so that it would also pay our way. So we wouldn't, Mm -hmm. we would continue traveling for free, even though we were working 24 (laughs) seven. And then eventually we started you know, raising the prices. So we would pocket a little bit of the money because we were working so hard. But I think, yeah, just getting behind the offering, like, what are you offering? Do you believe it's worth that much? It's really hard to sell something if you don't think it's worth what it, what you're charging for. Yeah, so true. It's, it's probably one of the biggest pieces. Like you said, it's almost a complete disconnect if you don't believe in the price and what you're selling. It's like, if you're not bought on it, who will, who else is going to buy in on it? Exactly. I want to talk about the clothing label because again, to me, that is such a like hard pivot into a whole different world of product and customer service. And I mean, when I think of that, for some reason, that seems like another planet to me. Like I'm imagining things not fitting people and they're wanting to send it back and the fabric and the shipping. Like, I don't know why, again, it sounds like a whole different lifetime that I would ever launch product, but you made it seem so easy and you guys had a successful and still do have a successful clothing label. Can you walk us through how you even started it and what lessons would you share from launching product, especially clothing? Okay. That's a great question. So Again, the reason I started this company was there was definitely demand. So I feel like everything I've started, there has pretty much been a demand for it. I will look around and see what people are asking for. And my brother at the time had, you know, and still does had, has this community on TikTok and they were all really wanting merch and clothing. And he just didn't really know how to put it all together. He had so many other things on his plate, making music, et cetera. And I just saw an opportunity where we were in lockdown. I was living at home again with my husband and my brothers and my parents because we just didn't know the state of the world. And when we were there, I remember he was like designing this hoodie and I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I think we can make it better. I think we can do this, this, and this. And also with a clothing business, or any sort of product business, in my experience, you have to kind of have a lot of cash flow 
like you have to have a lot of cash on hand because you have to keep putting it into the business, right? So if I'm ordering like 500 sweatshirts after I sell all of those, I was just dumping all the money back into the business to now buy a thousand sweatshirts and you keep growing and growing and growing. And listen, I am not a business coach. So... (laughs) or certified in any way in business. I don't know if this is the way you're supposed to do it, but this really worked for us. So I asked him multiple times. I was like, I want to be your partner 50-50. And he was hesitant at first, but he eventually agreed. And we just built this thing together. And it was a lot of Googling, a lot of YouTube, trying to find where to source the products, especially during COVID. We wanted them to be sustainable. I ended up finding a place in Portugal we never we're actually able to work with them, but I'm so in love with this exact manufacturer in Portugal. But because of COVID, it was very, very difficult to find manufacturers. We found one. We ended up working actually with one of my cousins. She has a print company and she was printing on every single hoodie. So every single hoodie we sold was hand printed, which is kind of crazy by my cousin in in her apartment. So I think the hardest part for me was sourcing the products. She helped me a lot with that. And then another, you know, huge part about a product business is the customer service, making sure everything's shipping out on time. That part I found quite easy, if I'm honest. We had probably the best customers in the entire world, like hand on my heart. I don't think we had but one return and it was just because the size didn't fit them the way they wanted it to. So we sent them a different size. And the fact that we were shipping out all of those orders and didn't have a single return or problem is just testament to not only the community we were reaching, but also all of the work we were putting in. And I remember there was one point <laughs> where my apartment, I didn't even have furniture in my apartment because we just had boxes and boxes of hoodies and t-shirts and stickers just lined up around the entire apartment ready to be shipped. I think USPS absolutely hated me, like actually hated me (laughs) because I would make my husband take like three to five huge, like, like huge containers of packages there every single day. Yeah, they hated me, but that's okay. USPS, you did it. I love you guys. And then also something I did find difficult though was packages were taking extremely long to get to places like Germany, Switzerland, Croatia, like anywhere really out of the country where it had to go through massive amounts of customs. Sometimes it would take three months. So that was something I didn't account for because of COVID. Wow. That is, there's so much to unpack here, literally and figuratively (laughs) about the there's there's one thing you're bringing up that no one talks about, and it's when you make money from your product or business, putting it right back into the business. I used to think, I mean, I, I was like pretty naive about business. I was like, oh, you just make money and yeah, you like put some towards your business and you put some in savings and then you just go like shopping or you buy whatever you want. And the more and more I've grown in my business, it's like, no, any money I make is going back into like a team member, into software, into something that I actually need for the business. I'm not like 
pocketing thousands of dollars and going shopping. And I don't know why, again, I used to think that, and you've brought that up twice now with not only the clothing label, but with your retreat, you're not just pocketing the money that people are sending. It has to go back into growing and sustaining your business. So how did that, what have you learned about that? And And can you speak a bit more on, was that shocking to you too? Or did you know, yeah, this is part of a business is investing back into the business? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I I don't want to say I I knew that, but as soon as I I remember seeing a sellout of the first drop, like watching it on my screen, I think we sold out in, I don't know, like five minutes. Now this was our first drop. So we didn't have like thousands of products, right? But it was still so interesting to see. And then you see that number (laughs) growing in your account. And automatically I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I have this much money now, but it's, it's actually not like that at all. So I think just intuitively after I got over the initial shock of like seeing, you know, in Shopify, that's how we sold our products, the number growing and growing and growing that, oh, actually I have to take this whole entire chunk of money and infuse it in the company if I want to grow. And at the time I was doing real estate. So I was working as a real estate agent as my main job, my main source of income. And right now, um, my brother and I, were not running this company anymore simply because he's focusing on music. That's like his lifelong dream. So he's paused it. He wants to rebrand and things like that, which works out really well because now I'm doing life coaching and I feel like I've actually found my true, true passion. But yeah, I mean, it's the same thing for life coaching, right? Like I am constantly investing so much more money than I could have ever imagined into my growth as a coach. You know, like I'm constantly reinvesting in myself. And I imagine, you know, in the early years of coaching, it's going to look like that for a long time because I want to be the best coach possible. I mean, that's why I hired you as my business coach in the beginning. It's not that I couldn't go out and just do this whole thing on my own. No, I wanted to get certified. I wanted to talk with someone who was already doing it, who already was changing people's lives because I feel like the more we invest in ourselves in our businesses, the more we can provide, right? And so with the clothing business, it was just kind of this intuitive moment where I was like, well, if we want to grow, if we want to make, you know, big money, we're going to have to dump this all back in. So we actually didn't take a single bit of money until we decided to pause things and just stop them for now. Wow. That is a really powerful lesson. And I hope people start talking about it more because I think that is a big gap missing in the online world and and social media is people talking about these massive launches and, you know, selling out this, that, and the other thing without talking about, yeah. And I'm also living off like a very low salary, if not not even living off a salary because I'm putting it into the business. But to your point, if you want to grow and scale, that's part of it. And I think what we're highlighting here is the importance of strategy and structure. And I feel like that's something that I learned on later is like, not everything is about mindset and energy. It's also about strategy, strategy and structure. And I feel like that's something that you're embodying really well. Like now you are teaching about the energy and the mindset, but you have that really savvy business background to have structure as well, which is incredible. Thank you so much. And I really, really do believe in investing in yourself. And I think, you know, 
just sometimes our priorities, this is my opinion at least, aren't exactly um, straight. Like, why is it so easy to go out to eat all of the time, but nothing is wrong with that? And, you know, buy really nice clothing and maybe invest in a designer bag and, you know, do all of these things. But when it comes to like investing in traveling or investing in a coach or investing in, I don't know, even a book, why is it so much harder to do that in our society? I, I don't understand it. I think. You know, the moment I invested in you, Chelsea, and the moment I invested in the certification program to become a certified coach, that is when I skyrocketed. And to be like completely transparent, this is the lowest amount of money I have ever been making or paying myself in my entire life. And I'm doing that because I want to be a better coach. And that means maybe not having another job right now so I can pour every ounce of myself into this business. That means investing in more coaches and programs and books and saying no to, you know, going out to eat every night and saying no to all of these luxuries that I used to invest in because I I have like this deep knowing that if I can just buckle down and really, really invest in what's important right now, it's going to pay off so much more in the future. And I just don't think a lot of people are thinking that way, sadly. Oh, that is a really, really good point. I mean, there's two parts to that. The first one is the key word here is investment, right? Like investment means it grows. It's not spending or wasting or draining or throwing out the window. It's meant to help you grow. And I always feel like investing, especially in the coaching world is either like a shortcut to an outcome, kind of like what you were saying before. Yeah. I could spend like another year Googling and YouTubing everything online, or I could just hire someone who's been down this road and can show me the exact roadmap. That's why I like it. Or it's because I see something in that person. Person, like their energy. And I just want to be in that, in that kind of like the room with them. Like I want to calibrate to that energy and it's important. And I've been thinking about this too. Like, why do we have a hard time investing in ourselves? And I think it's just because it's not taught to us that early on to really focus on self-development and health and mindset. Like we don't really learn about that in school. We learn about invest in your education and your career. But for some reason, when it comes to one of the most important things, which is our health and mindset, it goes out the wayside. And I really hope that starts to change. So yeah, you bring up uh, amazing points. And I think the second part of that too is, yeah, same thing. I'm making probably 20 times less of a salary than I was in my corporate American job. But again, you have to, here's the thing that people don't think about. And we can talk about this too, is we're not comparing apples to apples, right? Like, yes, corporate, you have that biweekly paycheck and benefits, et cetera, but you also have capped income and you are working a certain amount of hours and you're under someone else's watch where we have the ability to create our own income and really decide where our money and time and energy goes. Yeah, that is so true and and all such good points. And, you know, I also think about this a lot with, when you're coaching and you're in the coaching industry and you're, or maybe you're even just thinking about investing in a coach, right? So when I thought about investing in you, I was like, holy crap, that is a lot of money. And I think a lot of times what holds people back from investing in a coach or something like that is, is not having like a tangible result right away or, okay, but actually what are you going to do for me? Does that make sense? Like, so for me, it's like, how can I put a price on your coaching with me, Chelsea, because you helped me step out of my, like, I guess, fear of being seen 
and put myself out there. You introduced me to three of my best friends in the entire world right now who were also in your program, which I never could have imagined. And you also encouraged me to build a podcast. I've met you and become friends with you. You know, you hype me up, you offer like unconditional support and you hold space for me. So it's like, how do you actually put a price on that? And then at the same time, I think it also just differs client to client what each person gets. And because I'm not a business coach, it's hard for me to say, oh, I will give you this. Does that make sense? It's more just like energetic. It's like habits. It compounds over time. Eventually you wake up and you're just like, wow, that was the best decision I've ever made for myself because of all these small things that led to this huge picture. Right. Well, first of all, thank you. I'm like blushing on the other side of the microphone right now. So I really appreciate the words of affirmation. And secondly, yeah, it is. That's the thing with coaching. I think this is, and you've been a big traveler. You've traveled all over the world. I know you're married to a foreigner and you've probably noticed this, that I think with North American culture, it very much is like, I pay for this. I need to see something immediately. I need to see a result. I need a hard outcome. I need you know, data, evidence, whatever I can find, or else it wasn't worth it. And that's hard, like you said, to translate sometimes into coaching where it's not business related because we're not talking about money. Maybe it is like one mindset tip that you're going to use for the rest of your life that can change your life. I actually think about therapy a lot where I went to therapy for a year, but there were probably two or three sessions that really stuck out to me stuck out, not stuck out. And the exercise we did in those sessions to this day is I swear what like had totally got me out of rock bottom. I spent thousands of dollars on therapy. And again, it was that one specific exercise that I will never forget. And I will continue to use all the time. And how can I put a price tag on that? Like you said, it's, it's really hard to quantify, but it, the results could be life-changing. Yeah. And the, honestly, the results will be life-changing if you are committed to putting in the work. And that's why I think it is important investing in yourself because when you pay someone like a big sum of money and it is an investment, you show up, you know, you show up and do the work and that other person is showing up for you too. And it's like seeing all the transformations my clients make, you know, what's so crazy is the moment you actually commit and bet on yourself, the, that is when the biggest transformation happens. Like some of my clients I've seen, like they're nervous and I'm just like, you know, if it's not a right fit or it doesn't feel aligned, that's totally fine. And I really feel like, you know, only do what you're comfortable with. I never want anyone to feel uncomfortable. And then the minute they sign up, it's like, boom, they're unstoppable. And it's just, it's just wild. It really is. It's just, they needed that little boost of something and that commitment level, like you said, and sometimes it is the investment. And sometimes it's the time commitment too, of like, Hey, we have these zoom calls. We have boxers. You're going to be in a mastermind. Like you need to show up to this. I, I think it's a good point we're making too, is I used to think if I just make everything low cost, I, then every I'll work with everybody and everybody's lives will be changed. But what's interesting is when I launched my first course, Everybody that I gave a free spot to or a super discounted spot did not show up to any of the calls, did not participate in any of the discussions, but everybody that did pay for the course was completely engaged, came to everything, continued to work with me. And I was like, wow, that was a really interesting experiment that sometimes people don't value super low cost or free stuff. Now, I'm not saying, does everything need to be high ticket? Absolutely not. The podcast itself is a free way to hear advice and gain insight into some really valuable stuff. 
But I think what you're, we're saying here is sometimes that investment does ignite this really big commitment within yourself, which again is pretty life changing. Yeah. I mean, they do say where you, when you pay or where you pay, you pay attention, right? So, I mean, that totally makes sense. I always feel good when I invest in myself. At first I'm nervous, but then I'm like, you know what? This this is me up leveling. This is me giving back to myself. And this is going to come back tenfold, twentyfold. 30 fold even. Yeah. It's almost inevitable. The way I think about it is like, there's no way putting this much money into my growth is just going to like come to a screeching halt. Like it is inevitable that something will click and I will grow. And like you said, kind of take off. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's actually just so exciting that we even have the opportunity to do that and to invest in ourselves and to find people whose energy we want to be in and who, I don't know, has like a certain outlook on life or has a certain like technique that they use to just really step into who they are and, and own it. And I, and I love that. I love that about investing in myself is that it puts me in the energy of so many different people and allows me to grow and to expand and to experience things I would have never experienced. Oh, so true. There's, and there's like coaching for everything now, which is in my opinion, incredible. Like our parents and our grandparents did not have access to the resources we do now. And all of a sudden it's like, I actually saw someone that was like a plant coach and I'm like, at first I was like, that's ridiculous. And then I'm like, wait, this is true. Like if you're not great at taking care of plants, they had like a plant membership. They had a plant guide. They showed you what plants worked and what didn't. I'm like, this is kind of genius. Like this is now helping people become plant owners. And now they're not scared of buying plants. And I love that we've created these new lanes for ourselves. Oh my gosh. I love that the little plant. <laughs> That's so hilarious, but you're right. It's awesome. There's so many different ways to learn. And I just wish, like, I don't like to live in the past a lot, but I, when I do reflect on it, I wish when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, that I had a coach or a mentor who could kind of expand my mind and push me and just, you know, allow me to feel that safety you need when you're stepping out of your comfort zone. I so, so wish I had that. And I'm just grateful I have it now. But I think, you know, we're so lucky in today's world that we do have all of these opportunities to work with people and whatever way we're trying to grow in. Yeah, absolutely. We have so many resources at our fingertips. And you, you're bringing something up around when we're hitting those walls or when we hit rock bottom or we get stuck. And I'm curious in your own journey of self-discovery and getting to where you are now, have you hit any of those walls or rock bottom moments and how did you get out of them? So I've always been a pretty, I want to say like happy, neutral, positive, just kind of seeing the best in everything and in every situation type of person. And then I got into self-development, which is really interesting that that kind of changed my perspective a little bit. I still feel like I am that person. Like I am super positive and happy, but it also showed me a big shadow side to life and to myself and things that maybe I had never acknowledged and I needed to heal. And so I would say right before I started life coaching, maybe three months before I worked with you, I hit this place where I guess I just realized I wasn't where I wanted to be within real estate. Like it was a great job. It was steady. I was making phenomenal money. It was a chance to grow. And still I felt 
like something was missing, I guess. Like I felt unhappy and, you know, I have a beautiful husband. I was living in a really safe place in an apartment. I have health, you know, just everything you're told you should have to be happy. Right. And I just remember feeling so sad and just down and not really knowing why. And I remember I was on a walk and I called Luke, who's my husband. And I was like, I've got it. I know how to get myself out of this horrible funk. We are going to Atlanta and we're going to stay in a five-star hotel for a weekend and we're just going to live it up. Right. And, you know, I had the money back then to make that happen. And so I went and we had like this really nice, like sexy, fun, relaxing weekend. And I got home and there was no change. Like nothing. Like I, I probably felt worse. Wow. And I was like, like, what is happening? Like what's going on? Like every, I have everything, right? I have a beautiful family. I have everything. And I think it just, what, what happened is I wasn't living in my purpose. And I think that's just one of my values is I need to be passionate and in my purpose. And I think that just differs person to person. I'm just talking about my experience. I don't always think you need to love your job, but for me, that's a huge part of who I am. And so what I decided to do, I talked to Luke and I was like, look, I'm going to be really selfish for two weeks. I'm not going to go into work um, like overtime. I'm just going to work like my solid 40 hours a week. And any other moment in the day, I'm going to say, what is going to make Case Guy happiest right now? And then I'm going to go do that. That's what I told him. And I got off of social media for two weeks. I stopped watching TV. I really just cut out all of the noise, put up strong boundaries. And I started really like overturning every habit that I had, which one did I want to, you know, keep and like grow and cultivate and which one was I like not going to commit to anymore. I started implementing a morning routine, meditating, all of the things that, you know, like you're supposed to do, but maybe you just don't find the time for. And it changed my life. Like it truly, truly changed my life. And since then, during that last part of the two weeks is when I heard your podcast and I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm betting on myself. I didn't have like social media and TV, like clouding my judgment or kind of like numbing me out. I was fully in alignment. I was fully listening to my intuition. So I just paid in full, decided I'm like, I'm paying in full. And I also signed up to become a certified like life and wellness coach. And that is kind of how I got myself out of that period. But it was tough. Like it was really tough. And and when you're feeling down and like just so disconnected from yourself, like I was feeling so disconnected. I, everything was right, but everything was also wrong. That's when it's actually so tough to stick to your habits. That's when it's tough to go off social media because you want to numb that feeling, right? So it was a really big leap of faith for me. I know it might not seem like one, but for me and where I was, it was huge. And I've never looked back. Oh my God. I'm like thinking out loud. I'm like, isn't it funny that like you said, we know what to do. We know what makes us happy. We know what fulfills us, but then we just don't do it. And as you were saying that, I started getting excited of like, what would I do if I had like even three days to just do like whatever lights me up, no plan, no schedule, just like, oh, I want to go to the beach and swim. Now I want to go get ice cream. Now I'm going to go eat lunch on a rooftop. Like what would I do? And it sounds like that's really what you did. And it's like, that, that is the point of like filling up your own cup so you can give back to others. Yeah. I mean, I really have this huge belief that actually like the more selfless I am, the more 
that I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not choosing to fill up my cup, is actually the more selfish I am. So when I am actually taking the time to spend with myself, canceling out the noise, putting up boundaries, filling up my cup, that's when I can give. That's when I'm overflowing with love. That's when I can show up for people. And that's when I really step into who I am. And and I love that. And I think there's this misconception where we have to just give, give, give and can never give to ourselves. And it's actually the opposite because if you even think about it, like I, I, I maybe even heard you say this one time, but like I think you said something along the lines of the more broke you are, the less money you have, the less giving you can be, right? Didn't you say something along those lines? Yeah, like you're, I'm the most selfish when I'm the most broke. Yes. (laughs) And like self centered. Yes. And that's how I feel about like pouring into ourselves. You know, sometimes my clients will say things like, I'm just constantly giving and I feel like that's what I need to be doing, but I'm so burnt out. And I'm like, of course you're burnt out because you are giving to everyone but yourself. And that's just not sustainable. No, not sustainable at all. And I'm sure as a new business owner and entrepreneur, anybody that's listening, it's a hard balance because you're like, well, I just want to book up all, you know, my whole entire week with zoom calls and help as many people as possible and run a course and a mastermind and do all these different things. And then all of a sudden it's Sunday night and you're like, uh, I haven't had a full eight hours of sleep. I don't even know that I've had a nutritious meal this week. I have probably clocked like 80 hours of screen time. And that is not, if you think about it this way, that is not someone I would want to invest in. You know, like I don't want to show up in a Zoom call and have my mentor be uh, bloodshot eyes, like messy hair, probably hasn't even had a nutritious meal yet. Like I want the reason I invest in someone is because there's usually something about them that was very inspiring to me. And so they're coming burnt out. It's like that's not the energy that I invested in. I want to make sure that they're in their best energy so that I can be influenced by that. Yes. Oh my gosh. 100%. I really feel like our job as coaches is to do what it takes to become the best version of ourselves so that we can hold space for other people and support other people. And, you know, sometimes this is, at least in my experience, I've really had to, you know, struggle with the concept of, okay, you know, I am doing this two hour morning routine this morning. That seems a little bit crazy. That seems a little bit ridiculous. If I was in a regular nine to five job, I might not have time for this two hour routine. But the fact of the matter is, is that two hour routine is what fuels my entire day and puts me in a place where I can actually hold space for people and make huge transformations with people and hold their hand while they're doing these things because that's a huge part of coaching. And another thing is, I don't know if you find this difficult, but just like balancing like the traditional nine to five and, you know, like yesterday I worked 11 to 11, (laughs) which is kind of crazy. But, um, that even trips me up. If I start at 11, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm off schedule. But then I'm like, wait, whose schedule am I off? Oh yeah. That's something that I had to talk to my own coach about where I was like, I feel like I'm going to get caught for not starting at 9am and like going to get in trouble for like being on my laptop at 11, at 11 or taking a two hour lunch break. And she's like, you're your own boss. Like, who are you going to get caught by? I'm like, I don't know. It does feel that way, though. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, I'm trying to just rid myself of these old, you know, patterns and beliefs that I have to be on this timeline. And that's like a huge thing. I feel like I've 
really leaned into this year. It's like, actually, I am bio-individual and I am unique. And the way I work best isn't the way you work best or my best friend works best, so-and-so. And just to like, you know, the, how you know how you work best is unplugging and connecting to your intuition and then taking the steps to actually like listen to it because that's really the hardest part sometimes is actually listening to what you know is best for you, even if it's going against the grain. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it too, like the 40 hour work week was random and it's still so it's does not make sense to me that like an accountant, a lawyer, a graphic designer, a salesperson, and I don't know, a cash cashier would all be working the same hours. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you talking about? Like those are all different skill sets, education levels. They require different types of communication, like to slap a number like 40 hours on the work week and nine to five, instead of like you just said, the bio individuality is actually a really big piece. Like I just talked about this on my podcast where I do a lot of my best work between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Obviously, in a corporate American job, I couldn't be like, hey, can I come in at 3? They would be like, no, you're fired. But I'm like, 9 a.m., I am useless. Like, why would I start working at 9 a.m.? That's my time, like you said, to go fill up my own cup. So yeah, two hours may sound indulgent, but it's like that two hours is going to end up turning your client's sessions into transformational sessions versus just like showing up on the Zoom because it's on the calendar and you're like, okay, well, I'm burnt out and now I have to do the Zoom. Like, no, again, no one wants to invest in that. Yeah. I mean, that is, it's so true. And it is so funny how we're all just on the exact same schedule, like the 40 hour work week. And it's just not making sense anymore. And you know, how you say you work best between three and seven, that is like when I am just, you know, not (laughs) my best. (laughs) I can like get on calls with clients. I'm okay. But if I'm doing admin three to seven, it's like, no, like there's nothing left. So that's just an interesting point. We're all unique. And sometimes when I talk to my clients, they're like, I really just want to wake up early, but I hate it. And I'm like, well, why are you trying to force yourself to wake up early? Do you need to wake up at 5 a.m.? Or can you actually wake up at 9 a.m. and get the same amount done? Yes. Where is the pressure coming from and just unpacking that? And it makes all the difference. It's just like giving yourself permission to be who you are and to do what works best for you. Yes. One of my mentors, Tori Washington, said that once. She was like, stop making yourself wrong for things that you don't need to be wrong about. Like you said, are are the 6 a.m. police going to come in and arrest you for not waking up at 6 a.m.? Like, no, that's not a real thing. That's just a societal thing. And that, again, waking up early was that whole, in my opinion, idea came for people that did have nine to fives that needed that me time before work. Yeah, it would make sense to wake up at five or 6 a.m. But if you're working for yourself or you don't have to be anywhere at early in the morning, why would you wake up at five or 6 a.m. if you hate it? That's the whole point. Like you said, giving yourself permission to make things work for you. Yeah, so true. I mean, I used to wake up at 5 a.m. when I was doing real estate because I wanted to have time to do a morning routine and spend time with myself before getting into work. And now I don't do that. I wake up around maybe seven because I have the time now to still do my morning routine without getting up at 5 a.m. And that was like a really weird transition for me because I was like, no, I should still get up at five. But it's like, 
we're allowed to change. We're allowed to pivot. We're allowed mm-hmm. to grow. We're allowed to make different decisions for ourselves. We don't have to just stay in this one box with this one thing for the rest of our lives. And how many of us are just constantly keeping ourselves in this box, whether it's about what time you wake up or about anything, really? For real. I mean, I love that. That is so helpful. And I think this will be really validating for people to hear, especially if you're a new entrepreneur, please know that it is very weird to adjust to your own schedule in the beginning. You might work weird hours. And in the beginning, like you are doing every single thing yourself, the social media, the finances, the coaching, the creation. So it's like, yeah, if you think about it in a normal job, you have one role that you're tasked with for the day. You're not having to perform 20 different jobs. So yeah, the schedule in the beginning is a bit wonky. And that's part of entrepreneurship is like figuring it out as you go. Yes. So true. Not being unafraid to pivot and to switch things up and just not feeling stuck in anything you're, you're not happy with. I mean, that's just been a huge rule that I live by. If I, if I'm unhappy, like I am no longer going to stay in a situation that doesn't feel good for me. Like I used to do that when I was younger and now I'm just like, Nope, if it's, if it's not fueling me, I am pivoting and I, and I have faith in myself that it's all going to work out. And I'm so lucky that I, that I took a bet on myself and I invested myself and I pivoted because if I had stayed in that cushy real estate job, I would have never gotten here. Wow. Well, that is a perfect segue into one of my final questions around mindset tips or energy tips or anything that you have found really helpful for yourself or your clients that you want to share with us. Okay. So a mindset tip or an energy tip, something that I've really been doing lately, and this kind of has to do maybe with manifesting and calling in like your dreams and your goals and your desires. What I do instead of I I do journal on them and I do think about them when I'm actually meditating, but something that has helped me attract things so much quicker is when I start going for a walk and I'll put on like a pump up song that I love and I'm like dancing on my walk, walking really fast. And then I start envisioning myself as this future me, the future me who already has everything she wants. And I get really detailed and I think about it on my walk. And so not only now am I feeling all of these feelings in my mind, I'm feeling them in my body. And when you can connect your mind and your body, it is just like magic happens. When your whole body can get behind your goals and your desires, that's when they start coming closer to you, at least in my experience. And there's something so beautiful about walking into the person you want to be. Like I'm walking towards her. Oh my gosh. I have like chills. Like the way you just said, literally walking into your future self. Like, I don't know. I've never heard it framed that way. That's incredible. Yeah. It's been really, really helpful for me, really powerful. And I've been doing it every day. I even make custom, this probably sounds silly, but I make custom meditations for my clients and I make them walking meditations. So I'll say their name in it and whatever they're trying to cultivate or bring in whatever dream or desire they have, I like create custom affirmations so that while they're walking, I'm like, picture yourself doing this. It just depends on the client but I do like an actual custom walking visualization meditation. And so I think that's just like, you know, an interesting thing. You can create your own, just do it on your, your notes app and put a song in the background. And there's just something really powerful about that. That's incredible. So everybody, please take note. I'm like going to be requesting a guided meditation from you. So stay tuned. (laughs) Um, This is, 
conversation has just been value packed with business strategy, with mindset, with energy work, like there's so much involved. And it clearly just shows that you have become such an expert in what you're teaching, which is why you're seeing such incredible client results. So I do ask all my guests that, you know, this podcast is called my non-expert opinion. So what is something that you're not an expert in that you wish that you were? (laughs) Okay. This is really random. I wish I was an expert in surfing. (laughs) I wish I was just like, just knew every single technique and just could fully send it as a surfer. I mean, I live in Georgia. Well, right now I live in North Carolina, but there's no ocean around. And my husband's a huge surfer and I just wish I could get out there and crush it. So that is what I guess I need to start working on and manifesting. I love that. And I agree. I'm back in Florida and everybody's like, oh, so you're surfing? I'm like wait, just because I live in Florida doesn't mean I'm a surfer, but I'm like, that would be so fun to just like grab a board and go on a, you know, morning surf. So let's work on that together. Yes. Let's definitely do that. We'll hold each other accountable there. Love that. Well, K-Sky, this has been such an incredible conversation. How can people get in touch with you or work with you? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This is honestly like a pinch me moment. It's been something that I have just really, really, really wanted to manifest being on your podcast. It's like I'm fangirling a little bit because uh, you're just like goals, honestly, with your podcast. You're so well-spoken. You ask the best questions. So I'm so excited to be here. Thank you again. And if you do want to get in touch with me, you can just send me a DM on Instagram at kskydonner. If you're struggling with anything or you just need someone to like bounce an idea off of, my DMs are open. I love just (laughs) voice noting people back and forth. And then also I am opening up 10 spots for private one-on-one coaching clients. That's going to be coming out in January, 2022, which I'm so excited about taking on 10 amazing people. And there is a wait list right now that I guess I can just give you. Amazing. You guys have to take advantage. Just some context. K-Sky and I did a session once where we kind of switched roles and K-Sky coached me and it was incredible. She got me to start reading a book that I have been wanting to read. By the way, I like don't finish books and I finished this book. That's when I got inspired to travel. I started getting back into my routines. So she knows what she's doing and you will not regret working with her. Oh, thank you so much, Chelsea. I have loved this conversation. Thank you so much, K-Sky. We'll talk soon. Okay. Sending you so much love. Bye. Well, there you have it. Another episode of In My Non-Expert Opinion with the lovely K Sky Donner. Be sure to check her out on Instagram at K Sky Donner. She posts incredible journal prompts, affirmations, tips, tricks. She's an amazing life mindset and certified wellness coach. And she does have one-on-one spots open for coaching right now. So if you're interested in working with her, be sure to shoot her a message or connect with her with the links in my show notes. You can follow me at Chelsea Rife and Non-Expert Opinion Pod. You can write into the podcast, info at chelseareife.com. And you can submit a question to the podcast. So if you want a question answered on the podcast, please be sure to visit the link in my show notes or the link in my bio. And you can submit a question because I would love to start answering some questions on here. Even doing like a whole segment, I think would be fun. So yeah, check out the link in my show notes for that. And if you're interested in launching your own podcast, you know where to find me. 
DM me on Instagram, fill out the link in my show notes, that application, and let's get your podcast launched in 2022. Just a reminder, anybody that leaves a review this month is getting entered into a giveaway to win a year-long subscription to Open. Okay, a year long. If you're like, I don't know what Open is, I want to try it out first, you can also head to the link in my show notes for a 30-day free trial, but it's a mindfulness app that has been a game changer for me. I'm talking breathwork, meditation, Pilates, yoga, journal prompts. I mean, it has everything in here. You can do classes live. You can do them on demand. You can practice with friends or solo. There's really something for everyone. So if you want to try it for yourself, again, head to the link in my show notes where you can try it for 30 days free. And if you leave a review on the podcast, you'll be entered into that giveaway to win an entire year for free. Definitely take advantage of it. I got the year long subscription and I'm obsessed with it. I use it like three times a day. So you'll definitely love it. As always, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week.